Marla. And I'm Erica. And you're listening to Royal Tea, a podcast where we discuss all the latest royal family drama, obsess over Meghan Markle, gossip about love and romance, and just generally live vicariously through their bougie lives. This week, uh, we thought we would continue the holiday spirit by reviewing the second movie in the series, Mm -hmm. the Netflix movie series. (laughs) A Christmas Prince, The Royal Wedding. We really hope you guys enjoyed our first episode where we reviewed the first episode, which was just A Christmas Prince. Yeah. And it was such a beautiful disaster that we said, we have to we have to watch the second one. Let's keep the joy going. Keep the joy going. And we let's only see have Christmas time to do this. What happens with a royal wedding? <laughs> I do love that for all of the movies, everything happens on Christmas Day. Oh, completely. Which, like, before we kick this off, anybody who schedules their wedding on Christmas Day, that is an asshole move. (laughs) (laughs) Completely. Who does that? Which I think we talked about that in the last, because his... His coronation. His coronation was supposed to be on Christmas, which that feels even worse. I have to go to a coronation on Christmas Day? That's work. If you're going to a coronation on Christmas Day, you're working. I guess. But part of me is like, well, maybe they had to because it's a work thing and nothing else worked out. With a wedding, like, that is premeditated. That is premeditated bullshit. Yeah. But I remember with the coronation, it had to happen on Christmas Day. It was, like, part of their rules. So weird. It was very weird. These poor countrymen in what's Aldovia? <coughs> Nobody in Aldovia can have a nice Christmas. Aldovia is really disrespecting Jesus. They're like they're like forget the nativity scene. This is all about our country's traditions for some weird reason. And no, not even the country's traditions, just about the royal family. Yeah. Anyway, we're getting ahead of ourselves. All right. So, a Christmas prince, the royal wedding, a little synopsis. A year after Amber helped Richard secure the crown, which, great plot for the first movie. Yes, Amber was the blogger. Just a journalist. Richard, prince, became king. (laughs) You're all caught up. She snuck into the house. They fell in love, as you do. Yes. Uh, The two are set to tie the knot in a royal Christmas wedding, but their plans are jeopardized when Amber finds herself second-guessing whether or not she's cut out to be the queen. To be honest, I don't think I caught any of that synopsis in the actual No, I was just thinking that. Like, this logline does not apply to the movie. It does not. (laughs) Sorry, guys. But that's what we were given, so... Um, we should also go ahead, I know we gave this plug in the first movie, that there will be spoilers. So many. We're basically just talking about the entire movie. We're ruining it for you. So if you have not seen it... You should watch it. It's been out for a year. You should watch it. Yes. It will ruin your day, but... (laughs) Or you can just imagine it as we talk about it and call it a day. (laughs) Um, another thing that I found interesting, uh, it was directed by John Schultz, who, if I remember correctly, was not the director for the first movie. Uh, similarly, screenplay by Robin Bernheim and Nathan Atkin, uh, based on characters created by Karen Shaler, who was the screenplay, or the writer for the first screenplay. Yeah. So they switched not only directors, but also the person who wrote the script, which I found... (sighs) Very interesting. 
also maybe kind of like par for course with movies like this. Do you think so? Yeah. I consider this to be in like the Hallmark I agree, but I just feel like that movie did so well. You would think if that movie did so well, why switch things up? Them switching things up means that we could be in the running to write the fourth installment. Oh my god. Because this is the second. (laughs) They have a third with the baby. Which we'll talk about in a couple weeks. Yeah. We could do the fourth, whatever it happens to be. We gotta figure out how to put our foot in that door. I think it would be brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) It could be about her starting a podcast about the royal family. Mm-hmm. And that goes awry because she has to put it out by Christmas Day. And what is a blogger to do when she doesn't know how to podcast? <laughs> okay. Um, let's get into this. Let's do it. Go ahead. Did you have something? I feel like we're both itching to just tear into this. Okay. <laughs> so... Right off the top, we're back in New York for some reason. The whole intro was very weird. And they're, like, talking about how they've done a long-distance relationship in between New York and Aldovia, which Mm -hmm. is like, why are you doing long-distance? I don't understand. Girl, you're a blogger. You're blogging about the royal family. Go to Aldovia. Why are you back in New York? Not to mention, if you guys have already decided that you're going to get married after a year, you don't know each other. No, that was like, a week. That they were no, but I'm married. saying like oh, yeah. a year from. That's true. Because remember, he was like, "If in a year you still want to be with me, let's get married." Right. You only have a year. Like, don't do long distance. You got to get to know each other and figure out if you're still in love. Absolutely. Um, also, wanted to mention there were a lot of commercial flights back and forth. So yes, for all the flack that Megan and Harry got for the private jet, Aldovians. Use commercial flights <laughs> for long distance relationships. Um, I did want to say, mm-hmm. you know, it starts out with her sitting, typing on her computer, writing her blog, right? Yes. Um, it was very Bridget Jones feeling that she's sitting there writing. I thought it was very Julie and Julia also. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And I kind of was wondering, is her writing her blog supposed to be like kind of a nod to Megan and the take? Maybe. Yeah. I felt like there were a lot of nods to Megan in these movies. Because she said... I agree. She said something about, like... Didn't she say at some point that, like, her blog was going to be down for a little bit while she, like, got adjusted or something? I don't know. She said something at the end that I was like, ooh, is this, like, a nod to how Megan had to give up the tig? Oh, that's funny. I didn't see it in this moment, but I did later when they take it down. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, well, that was another nod to Megan. Um... Um, can, when they arrive in Aldovia, so she brings her dad, mm-hmm. which the whole character of the dad is, like, a total Comple- nod to Megan. Yes, and they completely recast that guy. Did they notice? really? It was I a didn't different notice. dad, and I also thought it was funny because it was, I wrote down, new dad, same bad accent. Yes. <laughs> and I thought it was funny because when they first arrive at, or when they get to the palace, which yeah. there's a lot to unpack between when they get to the airport and when they get to the palace. But when he meets the younger princess, the little sister, she says something about, like, your dad looks different. And she says, oh, he shaved his goatee. And I was like, 
You guys oh. tried so hard to make it not weird that you recast the dad for no reason. No one is going to call that out. Like, no, like people way. like me didn't even notice and was like, that was a weird line. Yeah, but they totally tried to cover it up for some reason. Oh, weird. Mm-hmm. That's so interesting. Yeah, I did not notice because I'm an idiot. Um, but I did think like just how the dad is portrayed as this bumbling kind of like... Boston diner guy. Yeah, just and I was like, okay, you've proved the point. Like, yeah, Megan's family is also like... I just felt it was very much... Yeah. And not to that. Also, she arrives at the airport with her dad. <laughs> and where were the assistants or, like, anything? Nobody's there to greet her. She's just wandering around the airport by herself until the paparazzi stalk her. And then she points and she's like, oh, I guess the royal family is here to pick me up. And I'm like, yeah, they should be. They tried to get in a taxi. I mean, they redid the entire taxi scene that is in the first movie, but with someone else for no reason. But with the wedding planner. But with the wedding planner, but you don't know that at the point. Yeah. But I just thought it was so funny. Why did she think she was taking a taxi? I don't know. And apparently no one communicated, oh, we're going to have people... Right, and then they show up late, and they're like, oh, right this way. And I'm like, uh, where were you, like, ten minutes ago, sir? <laughs> I Who just, was snoozing on their job? I love that through the entire movie, they're trying so hard to, for no reason, prove that her life has stayed the same through the year. Yes, and the Chucks were there. She was wearing her Converse again. Oh, yep. Just everything about it was like, why? Why did why did her life have to stay exactly the same for yeah. that year? Okay. One thing that didn't stay the same uh-huh. were the terrible Christmas decorations. I did oh, notice yes. they must have had a little bit more money or decided to be a little more elegant. Because as we arrive at the terrible palace, they do have better Christmas direct decorations. However, this ends when she's shown to her bridal suite. <laughs> Which, like, we are back to square one with the, like, who went to the dollar store and got decorations. And what I love about that scene is the scene right before it. She's mm-hmm. like, where's the prince? I want to see the prince. And, like, they're, everyone in the room is acting so weird, being like, Don't, we can't, she's not here. He's not here. Like, they're all shaking their head yes. in the corner trying to, like, distract her from the fact that he's not there. And so it almost feels when you're watching it like they're trying to set it up like something is going on with the prince, like he's having having a hard time or something like that, or I don't know, he's just not around. And then she gets to the room and he surprises her and says that he was the one decorating the room, which I just already loved. What? Why were you the one decorating the room? And these decorations are terrible. I can't harp on that enough. They're like these weird stringy things with shit all over the place. (laughs) Um, <laughs> so then, oh, so the same shtick at the airport with the guy stealing the cab, it turns out it's the wedding planner. Wait, before this, there's one scene where she comes out in a red trench coat, and I have a problem with all of her coats in the show. I have a problem she with is, all of her outfits in the show. They all look not like warm garbage. enough. She is not, not warm, warm enough. enough. Yes, that's And true. there are plenty of really cute wool pea coats that they could have put her in yeah. that would have like made her seem more royal like that Kate and Megan wear all the time. Right. But she's in these weird cheap rain trench coats in the middle of the snow and as the person who grew up in a cold climate I call bullshit. I mean it's probably in the high 50s low 60s right now and you have a very thick jacket on. You gotta be warm. You gotta take care of yourself people. 
Okay, but can we talk about the wedding planner yes. slash designer? Because oh, he's dear not God, a planner. Can we ever? What were your first impressions of him? I love that he says, Yoo-hoo! He just says the craziest stuff all the time. Yeah. This was clearly a character where they gave the direction to be like, be bananas. Yes. I feel like it was like Aziz Ansari trying to do a bad impression of a wedding designer. I feel like this was Aziz Ansari trying to do an impression of Ben Schwartz's character. Yes. Yes. That's exactly it. (laughs) That's it. On Parks and Rec. Yes. Yes. And doing it poorly. Yes. (laughs) Yes. But boy, does he commit to it. He is committed. I will give him that. Um, There was... Okay, so then he pitches her the wedding that he wants her to have. And did the wedding dress to you look very... It was supposed to be traditional, but in the sketch, I was like, this looks like a space futuristic Jetson-y thing. That's what I loved about all of the wedding planning scenes is they tried to be like, this is historical. It's, we have to do this protocol. We have to do things the way we always have done them. But all of his suggestions were wacky and weird. None of them felt, it felt like she wanted to have a normal traditional wedding. And he wanted to have this wacky wedding. Everything on Aldovia doesn't make any sense. No, and this, the weird, like... It wasn't the queen. It's like this queen's advisor woman. Yeah. She had way too much power. Like, I didn't even know what her character was. I was like, who are you? And why do you have any say here? I feel like if I'm going to be the queen consort, I can easily be like, no. Right. Your opinion means nothing. Nothing. And why didn't she just go to the queen or to her soon-to-be husband? They are never together in this movie. She, like, cannot see him. It's, like, very strange. But the friends are back. Her friends are back. And in weird, shitty jobs, I don't know why they had to lose their jobs. I don't know. Unless it's it's just set up. If they in the third movie work at the palace and they were trying to set up, like, they had nothing to go back to. So now they're just going to live with her. That was the only reason. I was waiting for that at the end. Um, I did love when they showed the, just to go back to it for one second, when they showed the design of the dress, I don't know if you noticed this, but (laughs) it literally looks like they like panicked and got a writer's PA and were like, can you please draw a dress? Because if you look at it like closely, you can see it's just like blue ballpoint ink. Hilarious. And it's like very poorly drawn once they like do a close up of it. And I was like, this is hilarious. They probably just told somebody, can you just draw, like, a really bad wedding dress? And then threw it in there. It's probably. very bad. I mean, their whole... Yeah, I don't know if, like, wardrobe and um, the set people just didn't have a ton of money. But for the most part, at one point, the queen wears this white t-shirt and I'm like, no. Yeah. A queen should never be seen in that t-shirt. And there's nothing wrong with the t-shirt itself. But a queen should not wear that. I mean, she's about to become the queen. And the whole movie, she's wearing Converse jeans and, like, a t-shirt that she got at TJ Maxx. Yeah, it's so strange. Anyway, um, I did love... If you haven't watched the first movie, you can totally watch this one. Because they 
explain everything in weird dialogue. Like, yes. that's the guy who tried to steal the crown. Why, yes, it is. And you overthrew him. And it's like, okay, <laughs> great. We're caught that up on that said, plot point. Don't deprave yourself of, or don't deprive yourself of the joy of watching the first movie. No, you should definitely do that. It's its own thing. Um, then we move into the next part of the movie, mm-hmm. uh, where they reveal the true conflict that's happening, mm-hmm. uh, which is that the prince had these plans that had been passed down from his father. Yes. I don't know why his father couldn't implement them, but for some reason he was never able to, and now the prince is going to implement these plans to modernize the country. Economically, right? Economically. It was like infrastructure stuff. Yes. And so he implemented it, and it was going horribly wrong. None of the money was coming back into the country. It just was... They literally said... The the prince said, the country is bleeding money, and no one can tell me why. (laughs) I was like, what? (laughs) What? The country is bleeding money, and no one can tell you why? I don't understand. No, and like she is like, but I want to contribute. I balanced my daddy's diner book, so I could help this country. Yeah. And they're like, no, you have a wedding to plan. She's like, but I want want to be useful it was so strange and then she decides not to be useful and goes back to the wedding planning yep um at that (laughs) press conference that the prince does too oh god oh can we talk about how few people are in the press conference yes (laughs) so few so few and also their signs were so good there was a sign that just said why yeah and then another sign that said where is my pay (laughs) <laughs> yeah so bad oh um, god so the city workers go on strike and now we have to bring dear princess Emily back yes she's in a play but because the city workers are striking which also the theater was interesting it was such an interesting theater but tiny yeah though I really am curious about that theater because it was like very ornate and beautiful. I'm like, where did they find this? Yeah. Um, anyway, it gets shut down and they chain the theater door. Did that not make you laugh? <laughs> it made me laugh so hard. I love, too, that she's standing, like, in the audience or whatever, and the lights all go out at the same oh, yeah. time. And she goes, this can't be right. <laughs> like, yeah, obviously it cannot be right. So, um, and then... Okay, the other thing I love about these is I feel like they really try to be hip to the times and get whatever they, like, whatever's happening in the world in it, mm-hmm. usually to the detriment of the plot. Um, I love <laughs> that cryptocurrency all of a sudden got involved. For no reason! And I was like, what? Why are we going down this rabbit hole? So they bring back Simon, who's from the first movie, who was the villain in the first movie. He is completely useless in this movie. I don't know why? I feel like they tried to make this more like a mystery to solve. Yes. And so they wanted you to think that Simon was one of the bad guys yeah. or that he like was pretending to be good and will reveal that he's bad, but he's only good the whole movie. Good yeah. in quotes. Um but yeah, he just like puts out this weird plan that they could the country could invest in Bitcoin. Yeah. It's what? so it, it's out of nowhere. It's crazy. And then, again, so many callbacks throughout the entire thing. Again, they're in a sleigh. They're not warm enough. This is not proper attire. They needed 
to be warmer. And also those blankets are from Costco. Like, it is supposed to be this fancy sleigh ride, and they have that fuzzy blanket that everybody owns from Costco. <laughs> and then, like, a throw from the drugstore. Oh, um, my gosh. They the go whole th- tobogganing scene was, yes. was so bizarre. Especially, you, like... the dad and Princess Emily? Yes, that was so weird. So creepy. Why couldn't they take their own toboggans? They needed to. It got a little, like, the way he was... It just got creepy. Yeah, it did feel creepy. But also, like, the queen tobogganing was weird too like yes. all of it was so and her weird. hat yeah she had this weird furry hat on which i'll give her it was warm enough but i'm so i need to look up who the costume designer was for this thing um okay i have another two very odd complaints about the filmmaking okay one is like there's a scene of everybody making cookies in the kitchen mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're not even trying to decorate the cookies nicely. Yes. They're just like plopping <laughs> icing on them in bizarre colors. And it really bothered me. And then because putting like whipped cream. Yes. Because I'm like, who does that? People like, you can make it look shitty, but somebody has to be trying to make it nice. They literally should have just had a shot of a hand holding a cookie and putting the icing on it. Yes. I'm not kidding. They took a huge spoon and just plopped icing on top of the cookie and then sprayed whipped cream which it made is no so sense. weird on that note i didn't bring this up but i did have a note earlier yes there's a shot in a kitchen mm-hmm. do you remember when they're like coming up with the 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 menu for the wedding oh yeah there's just too many very long close-up shots in the movie of things that make no sense and they do poorly <laughs> like yes. the cookie scene that scene starts with someone chopping an onion but it literally looks like they didn't even take the peel off of the onion and the person there's already like poorly chopped up onion on the cutting board yeah and the first scene is just someone holding lightly holding (laughs) (laughs) lightly holding a knife and just pounding the knife on they're not cutting any onions they're just going on the cutting board around the onions and it's like... They probably got some poor PA to do this. Yes. Like, it wasn't even an actor. Like, some poor PA... Had to do a close-up shot. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It was so bad and hilarious. And then... Then yes. there's supposed to be this, like, really cute scene in between Princess Emily and the boy she has a crush on who's in the play. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, the business that they gave them to do in the scene was to stir icing <laughs> with a whisk... <laughs> Like, crazy colored blue and green icing. And they both have a bowl. And, like, rather than, like, decorating cookies where, like, literally they could just be putting sprinkles individually. Yes. They're whisking bright slime green icing. And it's so distracting for me because I'm like, what kid sits there whisking icing while talking to their crush? Anyway, I had a lot of beef with that one like business in the scene oh my goodness and i have another beef amber takes photos on her iphone uh-huh. did you notice this mm-hmm. her hand is covering where the picture like where the lens should be i noticed that too and i was like well, why did they do that like if anything they showed the apple logo which i was yes. like in no way did apple promote this movie or have no. anything to do with brand brand association right well, they would have had to clear it. They might have paid them something to be in it. 
I'm very curious about it because it was weird to me that you can see it's an iPhone, but she covers with her hand where the camera would take a photo. Right. And she's a blogger. Yeah, yeah. In theoretically a blogger. <laughs> and like it just felt like such a grandma move. Oh my anyway, gosh. she does it numerous times, but the first time she does it is so blatantly clear that you're like somebody on set must have been like, dude, your hands in front of that. The right. whole scene is you taking a picture of Emily and thinking it's cute and your hand is in front of the lens. Yes. Oh my goodness. Um, so is the next scene then when they, they surprise her and they move the play to the palace? I think um, my notes might be jumbled. Yeah, I mean, she's blogging about it and the blog gets taken down. So she blogs about the cute little cookie scene with, yes. I don't know how she had the pictures because her hand was over the whole thing. But I also anyway. don't know why that photo was a big deal. It literally was a photo of her with a little bit of icing on her nose and she was smiling. Yeah. Like of all the scandals you could have put up. That was... But, yeah, they take it down, which I did think was a nod to, like, Megan and the Tig. Yeah. Um, and her line that made me laugh was once we, uh, like, she was talking about getting married. And she just had to, like, she didn't want to just survive. Yeah. Like, and I, it couldn't have been a nod to Megan because maybe Megan watched this and got inspired. <gasps> anyway, she talked about not just, like, not wanting to just survive her time in the royal family. Yeah. Because she couldn't blog. She needed to, like, thrive. And I thought, oh, my God, this reminds me of the Megan thing. Oh, my goodness. It really was crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, yeah. And then the other thing before they moved the play was, like, they're sitting around reading cards from the town people. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Christmas cards. Christmas cards. And I was like, there's no way these weren't pre-screened. So all of a sudden, there's ones complaining. And I was like, your assistants are terrible. They can't pick you up from the airport, and they can't screen your Christmas cards. <laughs> yeah, I love that someone sent a Christmas card to the royal family being like, where's my paycheck? I, I don't like what you guys are doing. Oh, yeah. It's and then so great. All hail Princess Peanut. Oh, yeah, Princess And the Peanut. village idiot. Yeah. The best line in the movie. Oh, my gosh. Okay, that... but yes. Now, mo- they move the play. I love that the uh, Princess Emily is, first of all, so shocked that they were, how did you do this? First of all, you live in a palace. Second of all, you're a princess. Of course they moved your play. Yeah. It's not a big deal. No. It's fine. Yeah. She's so shocked by it. And I also love that the play had no real dialogue. None. They made it was us watch so awkward. A, like a minute of this play mm-hmm. where they could have put dialogue for the people in the audience talking and we just see the play happening. Yes. But no, they showed us the actual play that had no dialogue. No dialogue and no discernible actions that made any sense to the person who was in the audience. No. <laughs> Uh, Okay, my next favorite moment. First of all, I don't know why. Like you said, I don't know why Simon is back. But when she's... She talks about having a journalistic instinct. So all of a sudden they realize something's wrong. Something is fishy. And she is going to use her journalistic instinct to get to the bottom of it. And she writes down the name of the company. Mm -hmm. And then she writes down the word fishy. Well, that's when she's interviewing the guy at the bar, right? Yes. 
So she's interviewing this guy trying to get to the bottom of what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. And she writes down the company name and then you see her write down Fishy and that's it. That's it. Those are all her notes. <laughs> she's going to take her journalistic instinct and two words, one of which has nothing to do with anything. Fishy. And run with it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my God. But anyway, Simon helps them out. They all pile in his car, and all of a sudden, Princess Emily's a hacker. Uh, (laughs) My mind was blown. I think they alluded to her being good with being sneaky on computers in the first... But this is, like, her hacking into... For days, for some reason. Yeah, but this is her hacking into, like, a royal bank account or something like that. It was, like, something really legit... Totally. And they're treating it so lightly, like this is normal. Yeah, they treated it so lightly, like it was normal. And also, like, she's part of the royal family. She can (laughs) hack this stuff. Like, there's no way she can't. I also just, I wrote that I love, I love when a movie relies on characters who have no real skills to take care of... A challenge in a way that's like, there's no one else who could investigate this. Like, why does this 11-year-old girl and this ragtag team of, like, bad journalists have to be the one to solve this? And also, like, we've all seen a hacker scene. Like, it doesn't need to happen over two days. Like, just let her figure it out in two seconds. Yeah. Has Mr. Robot taught you nothing? (laughs) We don't want to see what it takes. Like, just hack the thing. Um, Okay. That bachelorette party. All of a sudden, yeah, you probably blinked and missed it. I don't It consisted of close-up shots of nail polish, them painting each other's toenails, tiaras, like cheap dollar store tiaras. So whoever bought... The Christmas decorations for the bridal suite also picked up some tiaras for these people and them having like tea or something. I I think we had someone come to the door and I didn't pause it and I think I missed that whole thing. Well, you have to go back and find the bachelorette party oh because it is literally the weirdest four <laughs> shots of the movie. And that's saying a lot. Um. I think after that, she has the scene with the prince, right? Where he tells her, like, we haven't seen each other. Yes. And this is all a mess. But then he tells her that he, like, really still loves her. Mm -hmm. And I was just laughing my ass off watching that, thinking, like, I truly do not know why they like each other. Right. I don't know what good qualities she has. Like, he's talking about how she's so creative and he loves all these things about her. And I was like, when are we going to see those qualities? Well, you miss them because you missed the bachelorette party. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> the color she picked for her friend's so toenails—so beautiful. <laughs> um, and then she goes missing. Which did I miss? Why she went missing? I don't know. But at one point, the thought occurred to me: like, has Megan watched this series? I hope so. I really do. <laughs> because, like. I just, the whole thing with the wedding and her not being able to have the wedding she wanted, I was like, I hope Megan has watched this and had the biggest laugh. I hope so. It's, there are so many parts of the movie that are just so messy. Yeah. 
Anyway, so they they solve the mystery. They solve the mystery. They figured out that, mm-hmm. and we didn't even bring this guy up because he has such a small role in the movie. Yeah. But this consultant guy that they had brought in to help them figure out why... Lord Leopold. Lord Leopold. Um, where all the money from their projects was going. Yeah. He was actually siphon, siphoning it into his own account. Mm-hmm. Um, he was the owner of that company she Glock wrote down. Glockenspiel Consortium. Yes. Glockenspiel <laughs> Consortium with the words fishy, and that yes. was what solved it. And, um, oh, I think the company that you're talking about was Meadowlark. Oh, yes. But then sorry. they found out that it was a shell company of Glockenspiel right. Consortium, uh, which was owned by him. And so they confront him. And he's like, I'm going to sue you guys. And starts walking out of the room. And she picks up a bow and arrow. This was insane. I was like, who do you think you are? Are we in the Hunger Games now? <laughs> Why are you going to shoot him? Don't you people have security in the palace? Well, their assistants are certainly aren't helping anything. <laughs> so they show the queen what's really going on. Yes. That they've solved this mystery. Uh-huh. And she brings up... That it's time for him to go to the dungeon. And it's a real place. There is a dungeon. There is a dungeon in the palace. Oh, oh my god. Okay. The next moment. I love that they give her dad a title. He's now Earl Rudy. Oh my god. Which, oh Jesus. So the wedding happens on Christmas Day, which, like we said, hold asshole on, hold move. On, hold on, hold oh, on. before we get to the wedding, backing up. Can I just bring up the press conference that the prince does? Yes, where he tears up his speech. Oh yes, in because he, he says like I have torn up my speech, and then you see him pick up the papers in front of him, and he tears them up on screen, and just very casually announces, "We figured out what was going wrong, and we've." acquired that money again and it's going back into the country and everybody is going to get a Christmas bonus check. I was like, yes, the Christmas bonus. Does everyone who live in the country work for Aldovia? Aldovia? Apparently. It feels that way. Yes. Okay. Now we can get to the wedding. The wedding. Oh my God. If there weren't a lot of people at the press conference, there was nobody at the wedding. There was no one at the wedding. Which is probably because it was held on Christmas. Yes. But there's like five people in the wedding, and one of them is Emily's crush from the theater Thank play. you! Why what? is he there? And then the slimy dude who tried to steal the crown is in the wedding. Yes. It's so weird that he tried to steal the crown and he comes back in the very beginning of the movie as this, like, schlum bum. And nobody wants him. But the prince, for some reason, is like, you're still family. And then he's completely redeemed through the whole rest of the movie. Honestly, now that we're saying this out loud, I'm starting to wonder. We lit- talked last week about Prince Andrew. And yes. if Prince Andrew was just going to come sliming back into the... It's very possible given... He's what- Simon. He's going to... Best oh, man in wow, about a wow, month. Wow, wow. Okay, then we have to talk about her dress because it was one, it was horrible. <laughs> one, it was horrible. <laughs> Two, it was wrinkled like so badly. So badly. And then the chucks, which she has to show them off midway down. Like, it's not even a surprise anymore. No. You only wear Converse. <laughs> 
There is a scene where she's supposed to be wearing heels in the middle of the movie, and she goes, I can't, I don't even know how to walk in these. And oh it's like, yeah, God. because you have no ankle strength, because you've been wearing these stupid Converse, Converse. for two movies. In the snow. In the snow. So oh, And then man. the crown. Oh, my God. That was picked up at the dollar store when they got the rest of the decorations. Yep. It was terrible. I love that she doesn't have to have her own coronation to become the queen. Her no. wedding is that coronation. A hundred percent. And then the topper. The topper of the cake is a horrible, like, clay design of the two of them, which... I don't oh, think I even Jesus. noticed that. Oh, you, again, like the bachelorette, you have to go back and oh look my at gosh. this. Um, I do love that they showed them feeding each other the cake. Uh-huh. And the piece of cake that they had looked so tiny. Tiny. And it also looked like cheesecake almost. Like, it was very dense. It didn't look like cake. And I was like, ooh, what are you guys feeding each other? Oh, I did not notice that part. It was very disturbing. I wonder if it was, like, fake cake so that it didn't get on things. Get on that beautiful dress she ended up wearing. <laughs> oh, my God. And then... From there, the movie wraps up in a a lot of crazy things happen. So much crazy shit, <laughs> including... Like, she throws the bouquet. Yes. And... The queen catches it. The queen catches it. And then makes eyes at, like, her helper, who can't even pick the queen consort up from the airport. Yeah. He is not good at his job. And somehow, we're supposed to believe that they're falling in love. Apparently. And then her co-worker who has some shitty job now the blogger's co-worker yeah. is now kind of making eyes at simon Slimeball. why would she not be like simon is a bad person she knows simon is bad but that doesn't stop her from the craziest part of this starting a conga line a conga line that goes on for ages forever forever just when you think it's ending because they go outside. Then yeah. the conga line follows them outside. And continues to do a conga around them while they make out. Yeah. Like a bonkers conga line. <laughs> when she's like, hit it, whoever. And yeah. then they start playing it. I oh, was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The way that they pulled the sheet. I forgot about that. They pulled yeah. the sheet off and there was an entire DJ set. Oh, my gosh. This movie was so crazy. It's insane. The conga line was just like, it was over the top. So I really want Erica and I, because we could, if you want batshit crazy Netflix, Erica and I can write that movie for you. (laughs) I do really want to say, I just noticed that in my notes after the conga moment, that I said, conga moment made me say, oh no, please bring back protocol. But the last two words that I have are conga, WTF. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. I especially love, too, that at the end they have bloopers. Oh god, And I was just thinking, the whole movie is bloopers. The whole movie is. The bloopers were the least of their worries. The bloopers were the most professional part of this movie. Uh Uh-huh. Because they weren't even crazy bloopers. No, they were like the... Princess Emily, like, shaking her shoulders. Yeah. People forgetting their lives. It wasn't, like, the batshit crazy stuff that you really want. Uh, You guys must wonder why we continue to review this when we shred the movie apart. But it is fun to watch. It is 
fun to watch because it's crazy that it's made. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> oh my gosh. What a pleasure of a movie. Um, I'm truly speechless. Um, I will say two quick fun things. Uh-huh. I found an article from Primary29 that speculates that all of Netflix's Christmas movies are connected in a special universe, a holiday-verse. Oh, yeah. Um, which we're going to... There are some other Netflix movies that I'm going to require us to watch outside okay. of A Christmas Prince. Okay. Um, and so we'll have to look for those little tidbits and see if we can find some storylines well, that are connected. I am excited. Um, I also want to say, because we already know that we're going to review the third movie, Yes. Uh, because it just came out, that I found an article on Decider... Uh, entitled A Christmas Prince the Royal Baby on Netflix proves the franchise is cursed. Why? I think Did you read it? I haven't read it yet. I want to save oh, it for you the next the one. Okay. But I, I'm speculating that because it's so bad. But they keep on. Well, they're so popular. Yeah. I don't know. I love it, but I hate it. Me too. I love it, but I hate it. Like, it's so bad, but I love hating it. <sighs> I really, truly enjoyed it. And if you haven't watched it and you just listened to this, please go watch it. You have to see the Bachelorette scene. <laughs> you have to see the conga line. Oh, my God. It's insane. Oh, man. Uh, well, thanks for listening to us, guys. If you want to add anything to our little uh, spiel, you can email us at theroyaltypod at gmail.com or you can follow us on Instagram and weigh in there at the Royalty Podcast. And until next week, stay royal. royal.